0: You got this, Adidas.
1: All right, we are back. I'm sorry, I was just, I was explaining something story. to my colleagues about uh, life insurance and yep, how important there. it is to my wife that I, <laughs> I get signed up already good, before the, you know, nice the retirement kicks in. Yeah. And what you learn about that stuff is. Uh, I may end up being more worth more to her dead than alive. Right. Retired on a Thursday, dead by Friday. <laughs> but anyway, we have so much to cover today, and uh, we are thrilled to have on our show to help us with this. A major story that broke last night on Monday Night Football and all the stuff going on with the Eagles right now. Our football expert, the great Ross Tucker, is with us. Hi, Ross. How are you today?
2: Doing fine, Angelo. Thank you.
1: All right, so, Ross, I know you were watching this live because we've seen your Twitter... Uh, Demar Hamlin goes down with what looks like a life-threatening injury. What are you thinking? What are you experiencing watching that?
2: Yeah, um, a lot of different emotions. I mean, first of all, I, I, I know Demar a little bit. You know, he's a Pittsburgh Central Catholic kid, and I remember him in the state championship game against Parkland, which is up in Allentown. That's who they beat his senior year. So I've kind of followed him along since he was 16 or 17, and – you know, I think we're so conditioned Angelo to be concerned about that, that neck and spine and head stuff that I know it's going to sound weird, but when he initially got up, I was like, okay, he, you know, he's not paralyzed or anything. It's not head, neck or spine, but then the next commercial break, the next commercial break. And then when Joe Buck said CPR, you know, then you get really, really concerned. And obviously everything else sort of, Takes a step back. It really is wild. You know, bills Bengals is a huge game for number one seed in the AFC, for the AFC North Division Championship, all that stuff. It's amazing. I mean, you guys talk about this stuff all day. So do I. It's amazing how unimportant all that seems when, you know, you think there's a chance that a young man might lose his life. 100%. And I'm just wondering, I was
1: talking to you, Douglas, before the show because he's in the studios today working at a different show. And uh, he said that when that happens and you're a player, Ross, that you suddenly confront the danger you take when you go into an NFL game. That it could happen to anyone. We saw it with Josh Sweat. He was uh, immobilized. People were very concerned about his well-being in the Eagles game on Sunday. Does it make you wonder? about your career choice and does it change the way you play after you witness it up close yourself
2: well a couple things one is I feel like I was pretty aware of that possibility before every game I played especially because I was like on the wedge on the kickoff return I was in some high leverage situations and so You know, it's funny, whether you're religious or not, Angelo, it seems like almost everybody prays before the game, and you kind of, everybody really prays for the same thing. I mean, I, I, I would just pray that there wouldn't be any type of serious injury for anybody out there. And I'm not afraid or ashamed to admit it, that I was always a little bit afraid before every game, because, you know, growing up, I remember the game where Mike Utley from the Lions got paralyzed. I remember when Dennis Bird from the Jets got paralyzed. And here you are, you know, I'm, I'm like 24, 25, I'm engaged. You know, I, I got a lot of good things going. And you realize on one play, it could all change in an instant. And um, it's kind of wild, Angel. I don't even know if you know this. My, my career ended with a herniated disc in my neck Against the Ravens on a kickoff return, where I bruised my spinal cord. Wow. Now I never was like you know motionless on the field or anything. I, I just thought I got a really bad neck stinger, and I got up and I I, killed, I really hit the kid hard, and I was like yes. And then my whole arm went numb, and I remember thinking that's not good, but I didn't realize sort of how serious it was till the next day. I saw the Redskins um, neck and spine guy. And he told me I had a bruised spinal cord. And I said, well, what does that mean? He said, you have a herniated disc in your neck and a bruised spinal cord. He said, I said, what does that mean? He said, it means you're 28 and you went to Princeton. You should probably get a real job. Yeah. And, wow. Um, I, that was that was all I needed. So, And I will say this, too. Um, I was actually in a game, 2004, against the Patriots, where an ambulance came on the field against uh, – yeah, I was playing for the Bills – now, this was not like a heart issue. It was a neck and spine thing. But still, you're on the field, okay? There's 75,000 people there. Your, your teammate is not moving at all. So you're thinking like, this guy, like, th- like I know his wife Anisha. Like I, I know Mike's wife. I know his parents. He Like is there a chance he doesn't walk again? And then they take the ambulance off the field and you do like a two-minute stretch and then you play again which was why, obviously, they did did the right thing last night on not playing, but it's the most bizarre thing in the world because you don't know if your friend can walk or not, and yet you're still continuing to do the thing that might have just stopped him from being able to walk anymore.
1: Wow. That is a spectacular explanation of what a a player faces in a moment like that. Uh, Great job on that, Ross. Ross, now to try to bring this over to the more mundane and that is the current state of the Eagles, um... I'm just wondering, I watched the drama with Josh Sweat on Sunday. There were a couple of breaks taken then. It was a good seven, eight minutes where they didn't play well. They put him. Now, he appears to be doing fine. He was released from the hospital. All indications are that he may even be able to play before the end of the playoffs. Um, uh, Did that have an effect? Is that a potential explanation for how dreadfully the Philadelphia Eagles played on Sunday?
2: It's, it's um, interesting that you mentioned that because I do remember when that was going down. First of all, they were already kind of getting run over on that drive, correct, right? Correct. Um, but I do remember thinking, man, they already seem like they are um, not quite as focused as they should be. I was surprised and a little disappointed, I would say, by what I perceived, Angelo, to be a lack of energy and urgency um, on that first drive by the Saints. And I remember thinking, I don't think this is going to help that. I don't think this whole situation with Sweat is going to make that, uh, that any better. Now, they obviously did start to play better um, throughout the second half, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But I did think – I think it would be – I don't think we can connect those dots. But it's interesting that you bring that up because the same thought sort of crossed my mind. Well,
1: here's the thing, Rod. You're saying they, they showed. I sensed the lack of urgency. I said uh, no desperation whatsoever. In a game that meant so much, you, you think about it. They get the f- first uh, week bye, they get the first seed in their entire round, their whole thing. They're home for the whole playoffs. And they knocked the Saints out and get a better draft pick. They had every reason in the world to play hard for that game, and they didn't. And I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me why they didn't come out breathing fire.
2: I was surprised as well. I can't answer that, Angelo. Um, that's something you got to ask BG later or Sirianni or Kelsey later in the week. But that was pretty obvious. I mean, uh, the the fir- first of all, there was – I don't know, I wasn't in the stadium. It didn't feel like there was a ton of life just in general from the team or in the stadium. There and was not, there. Ross. I was there, and it was, you know, obviously the, the sweat injury. I'd never heard the stadium that quiet in my life, 70,000 people, but it was there was zero energy at all.
1: All right, that nine-minute drop. Oh, uh, that's
2: what did it. Which also yeah.
1: encompassed the long wait with sweat. With
2: the injury, yeah, oh, yeah. That it,
1: sucked the life out of the ballpark, right? It took right? a lot.
2: They didn't, when they... Kind of tried to make a run in the second half. It got a little bit, but it was dead.
1: Oh man, yeah. I just I don't understand what they were doing in that game. Uh, uh, they are th- they were once a thirteen one team. Is hurts that important? Is that what we're learning here, Ross?
2: Well, I think he's pretty important, but I don't think he's that important. No, I, I don't think he's as important. You know, I had so many thoughts going on. Did they think because Minshew played well against the Cowboys since they almost won that game, did they think, okay, we're playing back at home, we'll be able to go out there and and beat the Saints? Because, you know, as players you should never feel that way, but I don't know anyone that thought the Saints were going to win or pick them to win, and it almost felt like, consciously or subconsciously, the, the Eagles felt that way, like... They felt like they could just go out there and win, and they didn't have to earn it. Because, you know, I thought, to your point, Angelo, I thought they would come out on that first drive flying uh, around, yeah. get a three and out, to have the Saints possess the ball for nine minutes uh, and run it down their throat. Uh, that absolutely set the tone for the entire rest of the game.
1: Ross, uh, as always, great stuff, especially on what happened last night on Monday Night Football. Uh, as always, thank you, Ross, and we'll talk to you again real soon.
2: Absolutely. Take care.
1: All uh, right, Ross Tucker. Now, uh, uh, I'm going to play via the top of the hour the theory that Baldinger had of what was going on because uh, he was great, and he's going to be on at 9 o'clock today. But let me grab a call or two here and uh, talk more about all this stuff we got going on. Rocco's up for the Dirty 30. Hi, Rock.
3: Hey, good morning, my friend. How are you?
1: I'm good. Were you watching it last night, Rocco?
3: Yeah, unfortunately, I was live, and um... – but it, you know talk about perspective um i you know it's it, really not much you can say um it i was so angry i was still angry about the eagles game and i'm watching a game with the mindset says you know what? whoever wins this game that's your league mvp right between the two quarterbacks mm. and it just took everything i look we we criticize the espn a lot but man, they did a terrific job last night. Yeah, they I, really, really, I agree with you. I agree uh, with you. The, even in, in studio, I mean I don't even know the people who, you know, who were talking and the players and whatnot, but they 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 just gave such detail and, and to see those the first responders and the doctors, the way they were working, um, you know, it kinda realized, you know, it's just a game. We're gonna have to like take a step back. Um Sunday will roll around, I'll be back to be in Rocco from the dirty thirty but for now you know let, let's just pray and and you know I can't say complimentary things about everybody with ESPN like a certain Skip Bayless who's a scumbag right, don't don't you know, even I, go there I know, I know I know I Not know even I know, any I know. To go. he's just looking I, for attention. you know that. I know I know I got it I Rock, get
1: it great points I I loved your call I thought a uh, good uh, people have come up big in our first hour now, I just got to mention this. We schedule this. I want to do this because uh, I was watching the Eagles game Sunday with Merrill and Mike and sp- speaking about doing a great job on an awful sports event. They were phenomenal. They always do. And, they were, and, and Joe Conklin said, Let's do an evil Merrill. And I said to him, I'm not sure you can be more angry than Merrill and Mike <laughs> were during the actual game. So let's find out right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Evil Merrill is out of line. Hi,
0: Merrill. Hi, Ange. I'm livid. What do you mean? Why are you livid? It's an absolute disgrace. I took this as a personal affront. This was as poorly conceived a game plan as I've ever seen. The Saints last in the leg at stopping the run. What are the Eagles' game plan? Pass the ball with a quarterback with a candy arm. What the hell was that, Angelo? This is evil Merrill, Go ahead. More evil. And where was Miles Sanders? Can anyone tell me where was Miles Sanders when you have a Ferrari? Why would you take the bus? Why did they take the bus, Jonesy? No idea. (laughs) I mean, did the offensive line practice at all during the week, or are they out singing Christmas carols again? I think the they, cat, said, they were doing the carols. Stop singing and start blocking people. I say less singing, more hitting. <gasps> and I'm getting word now the offensive line's next song is going to be Jump by Van Halen. Oh, another, <laughs> another offside. Oh, that's Truly a, a disgraceful performance. You know, they give Emmys for great performances. Yeah. They should have gotten an enema for this one. Enema! <laughs> Jonesy, an enema! Got a couple of those. Very classy. <laughs> the, the bad news is they played like ass. The good news is they took second place in the comics division of the Mummers on something. <laughs> oh, I loving
1: it. Evil <laughs> Merrill, you are taking this loss hard.
0: Angelo, I don't know. If I didn't know any better, I would think the Eagles might be tanking on purpose just to get you to retire sooner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, That wouldn't rule that out.
1: Uh, Did you hear A.J. Brown after the game? He threw Minshew under the bus.
0: Yeah, Minshew tried to throw Brown under the bus, but it was picked (laughs) off. If I were Gardner Minshew, I'd shave off the mustache and hope nobody recognizes me.
1: Hold on a minute. Minshew is hoping to be a starter somewhere else next season.
0: The only contract this loser's going to get next year is a cell phone contract with Verizon Wireless. Can you hear me now? You suck, Gardner!
1: Oh, evil Merrill on fire! More,
0: Merrill, more! If the Eagles are a quarterback factory, they should be issuing a recall real soon. Holly, I'm sick, Angela. I don't deserve this. I'm 80 years old. I'm profiled this month at Philadelphia Magazine. For God's sakes, I'm a celebrity! He's
1: a celebrity!
0: I plan to do next week's game. We had it all set up. The Eagles were going to clinch the yeah. top seed. I was going to do next week's game. I we got the Giants with my feet up on the console and Mike Quick feeding me grapes. Now that makes sense. Now I've got to work like the season depends on it. Speaking of depends, I know you're retiring soon. I got a great price on adult underpants. I'll email you later. In.
1: <laughs> oh, it would not, not be evil. complete if Conklin <laughs> did wrong. not bring in diapers. Thank you so much, Evil (laughs) Bound. And I would like to say that Joe Cocklin's comedy show, that right there, Rhea, we have to do something with that. The offensive line and jump by Van Halen. (laughs) That was too perfect. See Joe Cocklin's comedy show with Teresa Krellinger and Dennis Horan at St. Dennis in Havertown this Saturday, January 7th for tickets. Go to JoeCocker.com. When we return, I'll let you hear this Baldy indictment. This was not good for the birds. WIP Sports Time, 657.